the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For what it's worth. Ah. Something's happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. A little Sammy Hagar and the circle for what it's worth, the lockdown sessions. As usual, when I come in here to record, somebody is uh, messing with my headphones and all kinds of other stuff, so I can't hear properly. But, ah, uh, well, what are you going to do again? I'm not going to, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to vent about that anymore. I am going to tell you that Sammy Hagar and the circle uh, at Caesars this past Friday night was amazing. So good to see those boys again. Going to see them again in the summertime with George Thorogood. But uh, just a great show. They just put on a fantastic act. There's uh, Solo Sammy. There's Van Halen. Uh, uh, even a little Van, ha- uh, even a little David Lee Roth Van Halen with Michael Anthony singing lead vocals. A uh, little uh, Sammy and the Wabaritas. A uh, little Led Zeppelin. Uh, little circle stuff. It's it's great. I wish they would play some Chicken Foot stuff, but I get it. You know, most of the band from Chicken Foot is not. Well, half of the band is there. The other half isn't. And I'd love to see them get back together again, but we'll see. Uh, just some wild, wild stuff. Had a great time down in Atlantic City um, with some friends, and uh, we had a blast. And uh, cannot wait. Back in, I'll ba- I'll be back in AC at the end of the month to see Greta Van Fleet. Judas Priest coming up at the end of the month. It is. We are back to concerts, and I I'm just. I'm I'm thrilled. We're we're starting to see this new normal, right? What is this new normal? Who knows? Uh, but what I do like about it is that we're ever so close, ever so close to being, you know, back to 2019. I guess that's how I got to look at it. Anyway, look, we got a great show for you tonight. Um, the next two segments coming up in ten minutes. In the next two segments, Tim and Corinne Grant, Lions Roar Brewing, Westfield, New Jersey. You're going to join me. I actually recorded this uh, at the brewery this past Wednesday. Um, they just celebrated their one-year anniversary, and kudos to them opening in the midst of this pandemic. Uh, we chat about uh, dealing with so many different changing rules during the pandemic, how they're feeling after one year of business, uh, of making and serving beer, and being a part of a community in Westfield, New Jersey. So we talk all about that. Uh, and that's coming up for the next two segments. I, I could not be more thrilled for the for these two. Um, it, it's just a great story, and it's good to see uh, success uh, in business, especially with all of the stuff that's going on, inflation and uh, you know oil prices are through the roof, which is, let's face it, folks, that's going to affect the beer business at some point. If it hasn't already affected it, it's going to affect it at some point down the road uh, for sure. Let us dive into news and notes. Because there's a bunch to get to. 
So Governor Hochul was in Brooklyn about a week or so ago. She wants to permanently allow bars and restaurants to sell to-go drinks, which does not sit well with liquor store owners. They argue it'll be harmful for their business. We've talked about this before. Uh, The Metropolitan Package Store Association said in a statement last month, we believe that opening the door for large national franchisees and restaurant chains, as well as tens of thousands of prepared food sellers across the state, to begin selling to-go wine and liquor creates a scenario that is untenable, impossible to regulate and enforce, and will threaten the livelihood of thousands in our industry. Hochul, however, believes legalizing drinks to go, which have been allowed temporarily amid the pandemic, could help revitalize New York City's struggling bars and restaurants. The, the governor also wants to revamp Prohibition-era liquor laws and cut red tape, streamline the application process, and modernize the state liquor authority by setting up an electronic application system to eliminate the need for snail mail service and manual data entry. It's about time that this happens. We have been in the very early stages of the 20th century for far too long. We need to get into the 21st century when it comes to liquor laws and red tape. The governor has additionally proposed hiring more state liquor authority workers to attack a backlog of liquor license applications, of which there are about 75,000 per year. The governor said the agency has 114 employees and only 30 that are dedicated to review the tens of thousands of applications. That's a problem. Hochul has already taken some steps to help struggling bars and restaurants, including allowing businesses in the city to get temporary permits to serve alcohol. But look, there needs to be a more permanent solution here in New Jersey as well, which they're working on. Uh, but I think New Jersey seems to be a little bit more proactive about this as opposed to New York. And the liquor, the, you know, this um, the Metropolitan Package Store Association and other entities have a lot of sway here. And so it would be good to see some changes to the laws allowing to go drinks. And I think there should be a limit on it. It shouldn't be, you know, six drinks to go. It should be a maximum of two. Um I don't think it should be delivery. I think it should be pickup. You've got to be there. You've got to show your identification and pick up the liquor. That's how I think it should be. I think there has to be restrictions so that it's not a free-for-all. Um, and I think it can happen. The other thing that needs to come back in New York State, and I know they're trying to work on it permanently in New Jersey, is delivery of alcohol in terms of beer. Uh, the breweries have all said, if we could get this permanent, that's a game-changer for us. That creates another revenue stream. I mean, Jay Sykes from Flagships talked about it a lot. That was a big deal for him. And losing that hurts. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I do think um, that there can be some changes made that can benefit both sides of it. So we'll see what happens. But kudos to the governor for wanting to push this forward. Whether or not it actually gets done this year, that remains to be seen. Let's hope it does. The New Jersey Brewers Association and the Battleship New Jersey thrilled to bring you the 2022 Battleship Beer Festival, the state's premier New Jersey-exclusive craft beer festival. Live music, crafts, and, of course, over 30 local breweries on the nation's most decorated battleship. Their 2021 event had 35 breweries with over 100 different beers. Uh, Take a tour of the ship and then join them for an amazing time on the Delaware River. It takes place Saturday, June 25th. Noon to 1 p.m. is the VIP hour. 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. is general uh, general admission. 50 bucks for general admission tickets, 75 bucks for VIP uh, njbeer.ticketleap.com for tickets. All proceeds go directly to the New Jersey Brewers Association, which has helped out pass laws and craft laws that have helped the breweries within the state. You want to help the brewers? This is the way you can do it directly. Again, Saturday, June 25th. It's on the Battleship, New Jersey. It's a great event uh, from what I've heard. I've never been to it. Won't be able to make it this year. It's my wife's birthday. If I tell her we're going to a beer event down in uh, Camden, she will kill me, but kudos to them, 
and hopefully you can support them and have a great day on a historic battleship. Uh, our friends from Heavy Seas Beer, they uh, are celebrating their uh, uh, their dear old line, old line state with a dark rye lager that is bold and unique as their flag. Brewed with three types of rye malt from the Delmarva Peninsula, this local lager dominated by notes of toasted caramel and subtle spice. Black rind Susan pairs perfectly with everything Maryland, whether you're having a day on the bay or a night out in the Inner Harbor. A 15-barrel brew house release uh, available on draft and in four packs on Friday, uh, March 25th, exclusively at the Heavy Seas Tap Room. A limited number of Black Ride Susan t-shirts will be available for purchase the weekend of the release. That's printed locally by their friends at Sage Screen Printing. It is the first can label to be designed by our new 15-barrel brew house artist for 2022, Monica Amenis. Monica, an extremely talented tattoo artist formerly based in Baltimore. They can't wait to share the rest of her label art lineup. You can check out Monica's work at Monica, spelled M-O-N-K-A-H, dot com. Very cool there. Firestone Walker turning up the volume with Blank Noise and Simcoe Sequence, two new Propagator Series offerings available exclusively in the brewery's latest IPA mixed packs. So these new IPAs feature blends of some of the brewery team's favorite new age hops. The beer names not only reflect the dominant hops in each blend, but also give a nod to the longtime musical fascinations of brewmaster Matt Brindelson. Uh, this was conceived at Firestone Walker's Propagator R&D Brewhouse in Venice, perfected at the main Paso Robles Brewery. These IPAs are a taste of what's next from Firestone Walker, according to the press release. Uh, first up, Blank Noise. It's a hazy IPA. Uh, Germany's Halitu Bl- uh, Blank uh, Hop stands out from the crowd. Also included is New Zealand's Nelson Savan Hop. Uh, shares similar vibes that jive perfectly with Blanc. Uh, this is rolling out to all Firestone Walker markets in the canned IPA Mix 12-pack. It's joined by Union Jack Mine Haze and the new Hopnosis IPA. I've had the new Hopnosis IPA. It's fantastic. So uh, that's great. You can get that only in that 12-pack. And then Simcoe Sequence is a West Coast IPA that features the Muteca Hop as well as Simcoe uh, from New Zealand. Uh, this is found in the limited-release bottled IPA Mix 12-pack Joined by Union Jack and Hopnosis, but it is available only in California, Arizona, and Nevada. So unless you live in those three states, you will not be able to get access to this West Coast IPA. And then finally, our good friends from Ross Brewing, uh, they've dropped a beer this week and next at all the best beer locations in New Jersey and New York. Twilight Sky, it's a 6.3% German-style Dunkelweizen. It's done in partnership with Cypress Brewing. It's a collab that long, a long time in coming from them. The beer is sweet, malty, creamy with amazing flavor. I say long time coming because they're brewing their beer uh, right now, uh, a bulk of it at Cypress Brewing. Some of it's going at Bolero as well, but Cypress is doing the bulk of the work of the beer that is coming out in New Jersey. Uh, this is their first ever Dunkelweizen, uh, a dark wheat beer, uh, delicious, malty, sweet, and bready hints of vanilla, clove, bubblegum, and banana. And according to them, the beer will hit the spot and become a new favorite for sure. Uh, so kudos to the folks at Ross Brewing for that. They are soon to open. They did just lose their head brewer in P.J. Wendell, and so they are in the process of uh, finding a replacement for them. But they have yet to open their facility, and hopefully that is coming soon. My guess is probably the summertime. I know they want to get it open much sooner than that. But again, it all depends on uh, when they get their permits and inspections. So we shall see. Now, when we come back after a short break, Tim and Corinne Grant from Lions Roar Brewing in Westfield, New Jersey, are going to join me. I will be at the brewery taping the interview. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter very easily, at Algatulo. 
Instagram at Catullo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A.G. Craft Beer Cast. Of course, um, iTunes, Google um, Podcasts. I always want to say Google Play. It's Google Podcasts. Google changes their mind so often, it's unreal. Uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. We're Alexa ready as well. We're on iHeartRadio, Odyssey. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. You head over to the Hopped Up Network. Monday mornings, a couple minutes after the show, you can check out the podcast version of this show, download it, and listen to it whenever you feel like it. Now, right now, if you can hear the music in the background... I'm coming to you from Lions Roar Brewing in Westfield, New Jersey. The owners of the brewery, Tim and Corinne, they're here. We're going to get to them in just a moment. The brewery just celebrated their one-year anniversary, and it's been a good run so far, all things considered, with COVID-19 and everything else. They're located at 517-519 South Avenue West. They're right on the circle. Plenty of parking and, of course, delicious beer. I'm enjoying a California Common right now. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, Tim, Corinne, Thanks so much for having me here again. Congratulations on the one-year anniversary. Corinne, I'm going to ask you first, how does it make you feel now that a full year has passed to have the place open? It feels about two months have passed, so it's kind of crazy that it's been a full year. But I feel like, you know, now, after that one-year marker, we kind of finally, like, let out that breath. Because I feel like once you pass your one-year mark... You, you know, you have everything you need to be successful in front of you, especially the way this year was. It was kind of like, we're just trying to make it, we're just trying to make it, and now that we've hit our one-year mark, it's like, okay, like, now we're ready to talk, like, let's put some systems in place, some processes, like, let's do things the right way instead of just, like, that survival mode way. So it's actually been a really great transition out of that into, like, okay, how are we going to do this the right way going forward? And Tim, same question to you. Man, I tell you, it is, it, it's a good breath of fresh air, you know, moving on now into this one year. Um, getting into shows, you know, that's, that was a great feeling getting our first uh, big brew in. It was uh, great just being out there and being able to serve our beer. It was uh, enjoyable. But, man, I tell you, I'm glad. <laughs> Uh, we're we're past the first year and going into the next one. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and it was and obviously it was topsy turvy. And when you started to keep crowds small, uh, give everyone a chance to experience the brewery. Obviously, we still had restrictions in place. You were doing a lot of reservations for the beer garden uh, out back and limiting tables to ninety minutes. I'm assuming those restrictions have been lifted. But how did the public at first handle that? Well, I feel like it was a pretty for us. You know, it was a pretty seamless transition, but I think for the public, it took a little bit for them to get it. Um, You know, after a year, once in a while, you hear like, oh, do I need reservations? And it's like, hey, we let that go a while ago. (laughs) But um, for the most part, it's been a lot of like seeing a lot of local faces, but then you always get the, we've never been here before. You know, friends told us about it. We're really excited. So it's been good. People have known to just come in. I think it took a little bit, but they've been they've been getting the hint now. So now the the other the other question I have for both of you. You've talked about your staff um, and the impact that they've made here, with all the turnover and not just the beer business, but everywhere during the pandemic. What do you attribute the employees to sticking around uh, during? You know, let's face it, a tumultuous time. <laughs> I uh, think, family. yeah. They are our second family. I swear, you know, we we gave them two days, basically, to say uh, we're we're opening our doors in two days, and we have no time to train you. Um, let's let's make it happen. And you know, our GM Maddie, she brought on some key players, and you know, we we gave it the rundown. This is it. This is our only shot at opening our doors. And 
we opened those doors and it was like they were working for three years, four years all together. And it, it was, it's that same vibe that we get from them now. They are excited to come to work. They, they're just, uh, they're great people. They, they love the environment, you know, and that's, that's what we try to do. I mean, like they're, we want you to come down to enjoy our staff because our staff is what really makes this place as well. And that's a good feeling, you know, that you have that security that you know that these people are here and they're taking care of your business when you can't be here, which is always a good thing. We're talking with Tim and Corinne Grant. They're the owners of Lions Row Brewing. They're located in beautiful Westfield, New Jersey. You can follow them on social media uh, on their Instagram, Lions Row Brew. Their website is lionsrowbrewing.com. You can follow them on Facebook We're here, or, or even on Twitter as well if you want, at Lions Row Brew. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, live from the brewery. Now... Tim, you started out with styles that you like, Belgians, etc. Have you found your groove in, in terms of the styles that you want to brew, or are you willing after a year in operation to kind of branch out to different things? We are. Uh, as of right now, we're, you know, we're trying to, we, we brewed uh, almost 80 beers last year, so we want to <laughs> we sharpen the pencils a little bit more and really kind of uh, hone in on what we know we're, we're really dialing in here. Um, you know, coming out with some good spring beers here. We have, uh, you know, our, our Margarita Goza here that's coming out. Um, some killer wheats that we like to put out. You know, Uncle Jengus is a fan favorite around here. Um, you know, our Matty Bow, you know, if you like light beer, I'm telling you, come on down. It's, it, it, it's really good. But I know that we, uh, we're definitely uh, trying to hone in more on, the, you know, dialing the IPAs as well. You know, not huge IPA brewers here but we're really now getting into it so um coming out with uh, quite a few for this year and, and if customers you know regulars shall we say that come in if they made requests for certain beers that they like or they're enjoying i mean 80 beers is a lot of beers in a year so you've got some hits and you've got some misses but i'm guessing that somebody comes in and says oh i liked such and such a beer are you going to brew that again and you kind of dial that away and go okay you know we'll check that off if we get enough people that really like it that's the one we're going to brew again yeah, we got uh, the sours really uh, hit it well um, this time around. Also, our Oktoberfest. I mean, our Oktoberfest is probably one of the most uh, sought-after beers that we that we make. Um, to stare Marzen, um, never stop in a circle. The Nipa that we have is, you know, always a fan favorite too. So that's why we try to keep it on as, as much as we can. But <laughs> we can't keep it on. People keep drinking it. So. Listen, that's a good problem to have. We're talking with Tim and Corinne Grant. They're the owners of Lions Roar Brewing, located in beautiful Westfield, New Jersey. You can follow them on social media, Instagram at Lions Roar Brew. Their website is lionsroarbrewing.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We're going to be coming up in a, to a break in just a couple of minutes. But obviously, St. Patrick's Day, right around the corner. It's next week. We're airing this show on, on Sunday. But obviously, uh, this coming Thursday is St. Patty's Day. Um, what do you guys have in store for St. Patrick's Day here in Westfield? Oh, we're excited for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we actually are already in the spirit. We've got our lights green. We're ready to go. Um, do you want to just mention the yeah. beers real quick? Uh, we will have green Matty Bows, which is going to be fun. Uh, we do have what we call the Irish Twins. We have uh, an Irish Stout and an Irish Red, uh, similar to what we had last year. But we'll also have, from what we had last year, this year we're going to have all our taps open. So we'll have you know basically 12 or 13 on tap at that time as well. Uh, see, that's pretty awesome. And we'll be offering um, stein pours of the, the Irish beers as well. Oh, very nice. Come in, get a stein, you know, have two, call an Uber, <laughs> time to go home, right? See, I like that. Um, one of the other things, uh, you know, obviously, you guys are right on the circle. When we uh, spoke last year, you talked about that, um, that train crowd coming back off the train, coming back from the city. Obviously, first part of the year last year, a lot of people still working from home train was very light but things seem to have picked up 
Um, late in the year, obviously we had Omicron, but for the most part, there were people heading back into work or heading off the train. How was the traffic flow from people coming off the train, you know, looking, kind of looking in, oh, you guys are open, oh, wow, this is great, you know, how was, how was that from uh, a standpoint, let's say, you know, six months ago? Well, I'd say we still, from what we were anticipating from that, I don't feel like that crowd is really quite back yet, but... Um, February has been, since February, it's been a crazy increase, like in total crazy increase of people. So I don't know if it's necessarily the work crowd or just the, you know, we want to get out and live life again crowd, but it's been nuts since February. I, I get the sense that it's more of, all right, the restrictions are lifted. The, the emergency is over. We're kind of moving into that endemic phase where, yeah, we need to keep an eye on this, but it's almost like it's the flu. Like, you know, we know it's going to happen. We have to be prepared for it, but we feel comfortable, you know, going out and not having to wear a mask when we come in. And obviously, I'm sure you see people still coming in with masks and stuff and trying to be careful. So you can't be too cautious, but it's nice to see that things are really starting to pick up around here, not only just here, but, of course, across uh, the rest of the state of New Jersey. Listen, we're talking with Tim and Corinne Grant. They're the owners of Lions Roar Brewing. We're here in Westfield, New Jersey. You can follow them on social media, at Lions Roar Brew. Their website is lionsroarbrewing.com. We're going to take a quick break. I'm enjoying right now the, the beer I'm enjoying now, Tim, the California Common. Uh, tell the audience what this, this is a beautifully caramel-colored beer. It's not exactly, it's not an, it's not an IPA, correct? Nope. Not an IPA at all. It's uh, basically, if you have an Anchor Steam, that's kind of what it's like. It's uh, Traditionally, it's a damp beer is the, the style. Uh, very smooth, very crushable. Um, yeah, I mean, you get a little fruit notes, actually. If you, if you smell it, you're going to uh, smell kind of some cherries to it. Mm-hmm. It does come out really nice, and we're, we're proud of this one. This is... Uh, Last year, uh, I didn't even put it on. So <laughs> this year, we dialed it in. And, and, and why didn't you put it on? Just you didn't like the way it came out. It just didn't come out right. No, the the hot profile just it wasn't. You know, it's still learning for this. You know. And what's the ABV on this? Uh, Five point six. Five point six is a pretty crushable beer. Listen, we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back with Tim and Corinne. We've got some other things to talk about here. We are coming to you from Lions Row Brewing. It's a beautiful place. Listen, if you're if you're in the, and yes, there is a central New Jersey. Everybody says it's North Jersey. This is really central New Jersey because if you go past the Driscoll Bridge, now you're in South Jersey. So let's face it, this is central Jersey, but if you, if you take a ride up here, very easy to get to. You take the Garden State Parkway to exit 135 in Clark. You take Central Avenue straight up. You, you, you pass through the town. You come around a little circle. It's right here. There's plenty of parking. You really have to check it out. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with Tim and Corinne from Lions Row Brewing right after this on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We are coming to you from Lions Row Brewing here, the second part of the interview with Tim and Corinne Grant. Beautiful Westfield, New Jersey. You can follow them on social media. Their Instagram account's a great account, Lions Row Brew. Their website is lionsrowbrewing.com. You can follow them on Facebook. They're all over social media. So, Tim, what beers do you have in the tanks that are going to be coming out? Let's say, I mean, we already talked about um, St. Patty's Day, but let's say springtime, late April, May. What do you think uh, is uh, going to be coming around the corner in the tanks? Sure. Good line of uh, some spring beers here. We do have the Margarita Goza that just flew off the taps last year as well. Um, we do have a lighted up blue American Pale Ale. Um, great hop edition. It's going to be, you know, you know, like our, it, it's a, what beer is this? This is our uh, fundraising beer, too, uh, for one of our beer tenders. Yeah. So light it up blue for New Jersey autism. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, one of our beer tenders. It was uh, he's also a real avid home brewer. 
and it was something you know near and dear to his heart and his family. So he wanted to you know do a collaboration brew with us uh, in honor of it, and we said absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. I like that. Um, first festival, you guys uh, got your feet wet with uh, Allison's uh, Big Brew over in Morristown last month. How was the experience? Loved it. It was uh, <laughs> everything I was hoping for. I think I had a smile on my face the whole entire time. Oh, uh, <laughs> my feet were killing me, but, you know, whatever. It's all part of the deal. But, uh, man, yeah, it was, it was great. But it's got to be nice to – you had two beers on tap there. It's nice to be able to get instant feedback from people. When you, you know, they walk in, they try your beer, and they go, oh, I like that. Let me try that again, because I did that with the Firestone Walker, because they had their 25th anniversary ale, and I think I went back four times to the tent, because it was so good. But um, it's got to be a great feeling to get that instant feedback from strangers now. It's not people that know you or know who you are. They see, oh, the new brewery, and they, you get that instant feedback. That's got to be great. Yeah, it was huge. You know, we, you know... As people were coming up, they, they, we had a lot of, well, where are you guys based out of? In Westfield. They're like, well, where's Westfield? So going through that process, too. But it was, we had a lot of, actually a lot of friends that came in that come to our brewery that, that showed up there, too, to support. And it, it turned out to just be a really just fun event. And uh, all, good, all good things came out of it. I'll just say that, you know, good ratings of the beer, everything. So. That's awesome. And now you're going to be doing uh, Allison's uh, Beer, Bacon, Barbecue event. Uh, the B3 Showdown, that's coming up in May, middle of May. I think it's May the 14th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's going to be at the Menin Arena. Uh, I'm a judge of that event. We do uh, the food plus the beer. It's a great time. Um, obviously, you have to brew a style for that event. That's part of the, the whole process of getting in. Um, any thoughts? I don't want to, I, I, like, any thoughts of what type of beer? I don't want to know the beer because I don't want to be biased here. I am judging. But um, any thoughts as to what a, the special type of beer is going to be for that event? That's a secret, Al. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clue? It's going to be yummy. All right. Good enough. Um, you're also going to be doing the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest for the first time. Now, I know you guys have attended that and have seen the experience. Um, I'm sure that neither one of you made it to every brewery because we've tried. My friends and I try every year, and it's, it's, it's a, you know, we're so futile, but we still do it anyway because we're idiots. So, um, Oh, the, the, the great thing that I love about it, I love the fact that John is having it back at Baderfield again this year. Um, I talked with them a couple of weeks ago, and there are going to be a few changes in how they do things. They're going to have some more tents set up for shade. They're going to have um, some more water stations, and obviously they encourage people because I don't know what they were thinking. There's no shade. You didn't bring sunscreen. Kind of a mistake at an outdoor event. But what are you expecting out of that event? That's probably the biggest event that you'll be attending so far because with so many different breweries there, what's the expectations? My goal or my hope for that event is that we can meet a ton of other, you know, brewery owners and just form those friendships and those bonds that happens instantly when you meet other owners. It's everyone understands the process you went through and to, you know, to share war stories, I think is important. So we're really looking forward to that event and just the, you know, meeting other breweries aspect. Also being a part of it, you know, since we've gone to it. You know, yeah, it, it's be being on the other side is going to be something else, you know. And, you know, like Kerm was saying, like, we, we haven't had a lot of opportunity to go out and meet the other owners, you know, throughout the pandemic. So it was kind of like, you know, everything was knocked off kilter. So th- this is our opportunity to kind of just talk to everyone. Just like, you know, Big Brew, it was great. You know, we had, you know, good interaction with, with all the other owners, the brewers, you know, just saying, hey, we're finally out there, guys. We're, we're able to get our, our tent up and share our beer. 
Yeah, that's see, that's pretty cool, and it is a great event. I mean, you really do have a good time, and you know, I'm I'm a little disappointed they're not doing a night session this year, but I'm I'm okay with doing the day session. My friend and I just have to figure out which day we're going to go, and because of you know, obviously it's an expense, but what John has done and what he's trying to do is make the entire weekend an event for Atlantic City, because obviously you're at Bader Field, you're away from uh, the city proper, but they're trying to do events in and around it the whole weekend brunches and all kinds of different things so that you get the opportunity to interact with some of these brewers, which is a great thing. Now, Corinne, both of you have always been about a family atmosphere uh, here at the brewery. How has the town itself responded to the brewery? Are they enjoying what you guys have brought to Westfield? Do you see more people bringing their families here to have a beer or two? Because you do have Sundays where you can bring your family and kind of sit and have a couple of beers. Have you seen that in, in the year that you've been open? Well, in that aspect, I think everything we thought that would be is exactly what you know has come to fruition we see a lot of the same similar faces we know they live in town they'll bring their kids on sundays so it's just it's so nice i mean there's you know quite a few that you'll see multiple days from the wednesday to sunday that we're open you're like oh hey good to see you again you know it's it's fun it's one thing to to envision it but then to actually like start relationships with you know, these residents that are, you know, we're neighbors with them, but we've never met them. So it's just really cool to have a, to have been received in that way and to, you know, be able to have those relationships with people that we normally just wouldn't have, you know, really run into in such a big town. And again, and you guys live in the town, so obviously you're interacting with some of these people. You have young kids, they go to school. So that's, that's another part of it where it's, oh, hey, what do you do? And, you know, most people, oh, I work in the city. And whatever. Oh, I own the brewery down the street. Oh, that's great. You know, and it's, it's a, you know, to me, I always find breweries to be the, the meeting point in the town. Everybody's, oh, you will meet at town hall. And talk. This is sort of the meeting point in any town where citizens get together in the town and they kind of talk about whatever it is, the local politics or whatever's going on. And it's nice to see that. But it's nice that you guys encourage that family atmosphere that you have a day carved out for for families where people know listen if i want to come not that guys are going to come here and get rowdy but they know that hey sunday it's the chill day you know there's families here and i think that's important in a town like this you want to keep it family friendly right correct and i think the other thing that's cool is there's a lot of town organizations that reach out to us to host events here or meetings here so we have like just naturally integrated into the town as a place to come together one way or another. So it's been really awesome. Now, you're trying to get your beer into bars and restaurants, obviously. That's the next progression uh, as the brewery goes on. Um, any thoughts of canning beyond Crowlers right now, or are you guys just in a holding pattern? Because obviously, you know, you'd have to do some type of mobile canning in here. It's an expense. Aluminum is going up. There's all sorts of, of other issues. But I am sure that you've had people in here in this, in this past year who said, hey, you're going to put beer in cans at some point? Because everybody seems to be doing it. Any thoughts to that? It's definitely on the radar. And I will say we're, we're targeting for, you know, uh, probably summertime to uh, get into that world. So, soon. And... In the brewery itself, we're talking with Tim McCurran, Grant, gracious enough to have me here at the brewery here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Um, the, 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 see, now the question just went out of my head. This is what happens when I start having a couple of sips of beer. I'm sorry, folks. I had it and I lost it. It's why, it's why I'm getting old. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it's the, for me, it's the end of the day. It's already past my bedtime. So that's, you know, what can I say? All right. Let me lead into this question here. Um, you guys recently did an event uh, with uh, the uh, Crossroads in Garwood. 
Um, you sort of did a collaboration beer with a with a band that was playing, and then you had a little after party. Um, plans to do more events with them, or was that just a one-off? Well, they approached us because they were having their 25th anniversary. Um, so they oh, came, right. yes, okay. they came with us with the idea, and we loved it. Um, I think, you know, for me and for us, a big part of our brewery experience is our music. So for them to come to us and have this idea and, you know, to be able to work with them was just a no-brainer. Um, so for now, it was a one-off, but I it went so well for, I think, both sides that I can't imagine something not coming again in the future. Right. Crossroads does do a great job of carrying craft beer. They do a great job of carrying local stuff. Bolero, Carton is on tap, Cane. They do a really good job of that, and it would be great to have you guys on tap over there, obviously it's next town over, to have it as their kind of quote-unquote local you know, beer would be a, a really good thing. Because let's face it, there really isn't, within a couple of miles of uh, Crossroads, there really isn't a local brewery that's pumping out really good beer that you'd want to have on tap there. But um, any, you know, I, I know I mentioned this before, but have you guys started to seek out bars and restaurants to get the beer in, or is it kind of, you know... Uh, we actually um, will be on tap at our first restaurant. They're gonna—they're called Vine and Oak. They'll be opening in Cranford. They're hoping—they're hoping early April. Um, so they will be our first go run at doing that. And you know, we're still a little bit hesitant to dive right in because as our—you know—as our weekends get crazier here, we have to be able to balance our output. So you know, it's like. We'll do this one because we feel like it's a good fit and a good reach um, for us. But we are comfortable uh, just living in that for a little bit and not going crazy seeking everybody right now. Baby steps to see how it works out. And, and you know, it's great. You, you got your feet wet. It's a year. Uh, I'm really excited for you guys. I'm very happy. And I like the fact that you're like, all right, we did all these things. Now we need to kind of put a plan in place. What worked? What didn't work? And, and move on from there. So that's what I love. Listen, my guests have been Tim and Corinne Grant. They're the owners of Lions Roar Brewing here in Westfield, New Jersey. We're here at the brewery. Guys, I am beyond thrilled that you've, you've gotten that year under your belt. You got your feet wet. You had some, you know, there's some little ups and downs or whatever. Not to mention the fact, uh, you know, a pandemic. But you've weathered the storm. You've been a success. People are talking about you. They love what you guys are doing. Um, here's to a year anniversary. Let's make it, you know, to year two, year three, year five, year ten. And uh, can't wait to see you guys over at uh, B3 in May. We're going to have a blast at that event. Thank you so much for having me here tonight. Cheers, Al. Thank you so much. Thank you, Al. Always good having you. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little Sammy Hagar, and your love is driving me crazy. Yeah, that was a heck of a show in Atlantic City this past weekend. Those guys are just awesome. Uh, Sammy Hagar in the circle. I cannot wait to uh, see them again uh, come June at PNC Bank Art Center with George Thorogood and the Delaware Destroyers opening for them. We're going to get to suds and duds in just a second, but some. Some news that's uh, happening that you can uh, take part in if you're looking to head out to uh, Greeley, Colorado 
uh, this June. Weldworks Brewing, after a two-year hiatus because of the pandemic, has welcomed back the Weldworks Invitational. It'll take place on Saturday, June 25th at the Doubletree at Lincoln Park, which is based out of Greeley, Colorado. Tickets for the festival go on sale on March 19th at 10 a.m. via Eventbrite. That's this coming uh, Friday. Or is it Saturday? I think that I think that's Saturday. Am I right? Let me just, you know, stupid me because I can never get my days. I can never get my days right here. Yeah, no, actually, they go on sale March 19th at 10 a.m., which is actually a Saturday. See that? Because I knew the 17th was was Thursday. That's St. Patty's Day. Anyway, um, 100% of the proceeds from the invitation will go towards local charities through the Weldworks Community Foundation, the brewery's charitable arm. Um, it's going to feature 45 or more of the country's best breweries pouring some of their rarest and most highest sought-after beers in an intimate and relaxed setting. Expect to see classic breweries like Horace Aged Ales, Great Notion Brewing, who have been with the Invitational since year one, fan favorites like Side Project Brewing, and newcomers like Mortalis Brewing. Um, There are no guarantees for tickets this year, even if you purchase tickets in previous years. If you're interested in attending this year's festival, it's recommended to be online, ready to purchase right at 10 a.m., uh, Mountain Standard Time, which would be noon Eastern, uh, on Saturday, March 19th. Previous ticket holders for the postponed event that was supposed to take place in 2021 uh, have received an email already with more information about securing tickets. They're going to be offered a one-to-one basis on previous purchases. Those pre-sale tickets uh, were available already this past uh, Thursday at 10 a.m. through March 17th at 7 p.m. to anyone who purchased tickets to the 2021 Invitational. So you get early access there if you purchase tickets to last year's canceled event. All remaining tickets after that will be available to the general public Saturday, March 19th at 10 a.m., Mountain Time, Noontime Eastern. Tickets cost $110. They can be, again, purchased via Eventbrite. You can choose between two sessions. First session is 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Second session is 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. There are a ton of breweries that are coming to this thing. Equilibrium is going to be there. Um, A couple of meteries. Bottle Logic will be there. Highland Park Brewery. Hot Butcher for the World. Uh, Microphone, Moore Brewing Company, uh, New Image Brewing, Other Half is going to be there, Um, Pulpit Rock, Russian River is going to be there, The Lost Abbey, The Vale, Toppling Goliath, Trillium will be there, Voodoo Brewery, Weathered Souls. There's going to be a lot of breweries there. Uh, It is definitely an event that if you want to get to, you definitely want to take part in it. It's Saturday, June 25th. I would have loved to have gone. Unfortunately, that's my wife's birthday. And if I tell her I'm going to Colorado uh, for uh, for a beer event... Uh, I will probably have divorce papers waiting for me when I get home. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Moving along, let's dive into suds and duds before we finish up here. Um, I had to pick up some beers at Source last week and uh, stop by there. Look, I love the guys at Source. I've made no secret of that. Uh, We're going to hopefully get them back on as an advertiser and let's do some. Maybe we can do some more fun stuff this year. Uh, when it comes to beers, I mean, we're already in March. I'd like to get that done so that this way uh, we can get something in the hopper maybe for the fall. That would be really cool. And maybe something as a charitable thing. I don't know, but hopefully we'll get those guys back. Anyway, um, I had the uh, Delagrange, uh, which um, I did not buy in the bottle uh, and ended up having it here uh, in a 10-ounce pour. It is a soft beer in a good way. And by that, if you're looking to introduce someone to Brett Cezanne's, this is the way. It is not super spicy. It's got a little hint of it, but it's not, you know, over the top. 
Um, it's one of those things where I think if you wanted to introduce somebody to a Brett Saison, this is the way to go. You kind of get them into this, see if they like it, and then move on from there. Because that's the thing, folks. When you're drinking beer, you've got to try a lot of different things. And you, you can't just after one say, I don't like this. You've got to try it a couple of times because your palate is very particular and is used to certain things. And so, like, again, I was not into sours, and then all of a sudden my taste buds changed after my cancer treatments, which, by the way, I got a clean bill of health from my oncology doctor this week, which was great news. Um, but your taste buds do change over time. And I think, you know, yeah, there is that theory that, you know, if you're drinking beer after the second or third one, you kind of don't really taste anything anymore. There is some truth to that. Um, but when you're trying stuff for the first, second, third time, your palate definitely adjusts to it. And if you've already had a propensity to sour things, you're going to like this, uh, it, it, like sours. If you have a propensity to spicy stuff, you're probably going to like a spicy beer. It's just going to take your palate a little bit to get used to. Anyway, moving on, Oort Cloud. Uh, this is a banging hazy. First of all, I love the can art from Source, so I was already attracted to it. I was already buying it just because of the can art. Didn't care that it was a you know, double IPA, you know, whatever. I was getting it. But then I had it on tap at Source before actually even cracking a can yet. Man, that's a good beer. I mean, really good beer. It's got that, I don't want to say that orange juice-like quality, but it's got a deep, dark kind of look to it um, in a like sunlight type of way. Does that make any sense at all? I, I don't know. It just was really good. Now, speaking of stuff that was very, very colorful, uh, got some beers from our mutual friend brewing company out in Colorado, um, Hop Excavator, juicy, juicy beer. The color on this was, I mean, unbelievable. It was, this reminded me of a glass of orange juice. Nice blend of hops, uh, very nice beer. Really enjoyed this one. Thanks to our friends over at OMF uh, for sending that. Uh, finally got a chance to dive into Collective Intelligence by Source. Uh, this is a sour double uh, IPA. The vanilla softens the tartness in this. It's approachable. It's very nice. It's definitely something I would give to um, a couple of friends of mine who I know are not into sour stuff and, and kind of say, look, drink this. You're going to enjoy it. It's not as sour as you think it is. And I think it's a little bit, again, we're talking about approaching different beers. Definitely an approachable beer in collective intelligence and a, another great job uh, with the can on on there. Then uh, for another one from Source, the Chosen Ones, uh, which actually the can and the spelling, and when you check in on Untap, two different things. So don't get yourself thrown off. Solid double dry hop uh, hazy, tropical, delicious. Uh, this was in collaboration with Seek One. A great job out of this one. Just a fantastic beer. I was staying away from the IPAs for a while, but I think I'm, my palate is starting to get back into them again, uh, which is maybe a good thing or maybe not. I'm not too sure. And then um, my friend Kim from uh, Wet Ticket Brewing. We exchange beers from time to time. And she's a big fan of uh, Dewey Beer Company down in Delaware. And I have to say, I'm becoming a fan as well. Uh, she gave me a can of Fantasy Park After Dark. Uh, this is their big, um, what is this? This is a Doppelbach? I think this was a Doppelbach um, that, I got from that, that I got from her. Ridiculously smooth for a 10% uh, beer. I mean, I was shocked at how easy this went down at 10%. Um, it, it, the caramel, nutty, uh, just some great flavors to it. Uh, I think that was the one that I kind of ended the night with. Um, and it was just, it was delicious. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I would have um, enjoyed it if, uh, had I had another can. I probably would have 
uh, cracked open another can, especially at uh, 10%. And then finally, uh, to piggyback off of our interview with Lions Roar Brewing and uh, Tim and Corinne, which had just had a great time with them. Um, it was late for me, but I had a beer um, when I taped the interview because it was way after 8 o'clock, and that's usually my bedtime most of the time during the week, 8.30, 9 o'clock. Um, not so common. This is from Lions Roar. Um, they call it a California common. Think of this as an ele- if you've if you've ever been a fan of Anchor Steam beer, think of this as an elevated Anchor Steam. It's delicious. I like the fact that somebody's brewing something like this. I love the fact that we're seeing a lot more of traditional beers. And you know, Tim doesn't have an extensive you know tank system. He's got a you know a bunch of small tanks where he's trying to crank out a lot of beer in a short period of time. And let me tell you something. This is a really good beer. If you haven't been to Lions Roar yet in Westfield. Uh, this is a public service announcement. Get over there. Try them. They're family-friendly. If you want to bring the kids on Sundays, you can. I know that some places, they're not crazy about it, but it is definitely a place to go and visit. Tim has really dialed in on the beers that he is making and really starting to refine uh, the process as to what he's going to have on tap on a regular basis, which is really cool. Uh, but, folks, we're out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guests, Tim and Corinne Grant, Lions Row Brewing, Westfield, New Jersey, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back live on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 